48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The top stories. Academics, unions and the EU question RTHK's decision to drop BBC relays after Beijing's ban on the corporation. Health chiefs play down privacy concerns over the official contact tracing app and pressure grows on Myanmar's coup leaders at the UN, but China tells the world it's strictly an internal matter. The RTHK programme staff union has asked the broadcaster to explain why it pulled live relays of the BBC World Service. RTHK cited the decision by the mainland regulator to pull the BBC off the air for what it called serious violations. The regulator said the BBC's reporting was not truthful and fair, harmed China's national interests and undermined national unity. The head of the University of Hong Kong's Journalism and Media Studies Centre, Keith Richberg, urged RTHK to explain. Hong Kong is supposedly still autonomous, you know, first of all. And so a decision you know, like this seems to have been something that would have been ordered either by the Hong Kong government for RTHK or coming from the top from China and relayed to RTHK. It doesn't seem like the people who make editorial decisions at RTHK would do something like this unless they were under some direction to. At least that's what we would think because of the autonomy of RTHK and its editorial independence. I mean, people want to get to the bottom of exactly why that decision was made. The European Union has expressed concern over both Beijing's ban on the BBC and RTHK's decision to stop relaying its broadcasts. An EU spokesman said that RTHK's decision reflected the erosion of the rights and freedoms in the territory following the imposition of the national security law and illustrated a reduction in Hong Kong's autonomy under the one country, two systems principle. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, has sought to reassure the public about the government's Leave Home Safe COVID tracing app amid fears about how the data will be used. The app will be compulsory for diners when restaurants fully reopen. Professor Chan said privacy concerns are unfounded and it was in everyone's interests to use it. The fact is, uh, all the data, uh, there, there is no issue of uh, data privacy because the data would be just stored uh, in the uh, in the phone of the person. So there is no platform that collects those data. So that's number one. Number two, if you are a confirmed case, then if you use enough frequently the Leave Home Safe app, actually it would form a record of where you have been so far in the past so many days. So that would facilitate contact tracing. Health officials reported 24 new coronavirus cases today, six of which were imported. The Centre for Health Protection's Dr Chuan Shikwan says half of the local cases are not traceable and they're still investigating some, including three patients who are engineers. The three engineers and uh, one, one is working in the construction site. So the construction site concerned will be closed and some workers will be um, put under quarantine. And the other one, um, according to our preliminary investigation, did not visit a construction site. And, um, the, and the third one visited a construction site on a specific date. But uh, we need to clarify the, ex- um, the exact um, contacts during the working. If only visiting, we may not uh, necessarily to close that, um, that site. The United Nations Special Rapporteur on Myanmar has called for targeted sanctions against the leaders of the military coup as UN members consider what action to take.
At a special session of the UN Human Rights Council, Tom Andrews called on the international community to take immediate and decisive action. The UN Security Council should be encouraged to consider all of the options it has previously used to deal with gross human rights violations. Security Council resolutions dealing with similar situations have mandated targeted sanctions, arms embargoes and travel bans, and have called for judicial action at the, inter at the International Criminal Court or ad hoc tribunals. All of these options should be on the table. The Chinese ambassador to the UN, Chen Xu, said the events in Myanmar were an internal matter and other countries should not interfere. What happened in Myanmar is essentially Myanmar's internal affair. What is urgently required now is for the international community, on the basis of respecting Myanmar's sovereignty, political independence, territorial integrity and national unity, to help all parties concerned in Myanmar to engage in dialogue and reconciliation in accordance with the wishes and the interests of the people of Myanmar. You're listening to RTHK. The time has just gone five minutes past 11. Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov says Moscow is prepared to break off relations with the European Union if it imposes new sanctions. The EU has raised the prospect amid a row over the treatment of the jailed Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who is back in court on defamation charges. Speaking to a Russian news outlet, Mr Lavrov warned Brussels not to interfere. We are ready to sever ties in case we see again that sanctions which create risks for our economy are imposed in the most vulnerable areas. Once again, we don't want to isolate ourselves from the world, but we need to be ready for that. If you want peace, prepare for war. A Kremlin spokesman insisted Moscow did not want a breakdown in relations. An intergovernmental group monitoring the Mekong River is calling on China to share information on its dam operations upstream. It says the water has dropped to a worryingly low level. The BBC's Celia Hatton reports. The Mekong River carries water from the Tibetan Plateau through to the 70 million people living in its lower basin. But this vital resource for fishing, agriculture and transport has changed colour in places, from its normal brown to an aquamarine blue. Investigators from the Mekong River Commission, which serves Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia and Laos, says the transformation indicates the river is shallow and lacking vital minerals. Last year, Beijing pledged to share more information about its dam operations upstream. But the group said China had not explained the sudden drop in water flows beginning in February. Beijing has yet to comment on the matter. The UK chairman of one of the world's biggest accountancy firms, KPMG, has resigned after telling staff to stop moaning about the impact of the coronavirus pandemic. More details from the BBC's Theo Leggett. During the online meeting with hundreds of KPMG consultants earlier this week, staff said Bill Michael was told about their concerns over potential cuts to pay and pension contributions as a result of the pandemic. His response was that unless they were ill themselves, they should stop playing the victim card, take control of their lives and stop moaning. He also reportedly admitted having broken the law by meeting clients for coffee during lockdown. In a statement, Mr Michael said he was sorry that his words had caused hurt among his colleagues and agreed his position had become untenable. 
In sport, the Football Association has announced that the local league will finally kick off again next Saturday after a coronavirus-imposed two-month break. No fans will be allowed at the game, which will take place at four venues, Moncock Stadium, Hong Kong Stadium, Saiwan Sports Ground and, from March the 7th, Chunkwinau Sports Ground. Four sapling cup ties will begin the action. There will also be no fans at the Australian Open Tennis Championships during a five-day circuit break coronavirus lockdown in the state of Victoria from tomorrow. But the year's opening Grand Slam event will continue behind closed doors during that time. Fans at Rod Laver Arena saw Serena Williams continue her challenge for a record equaling 24th Grand Slam singles title. Williams wasn't at the top of her form, but still overcame the Russian world number 101, Anastasia Potapova, 7-6-6-2, to reach the last 16. This was Williams' reaction to the news. The competition was going back to a biosecure bubble. It's rough. It's going to be a rough few days for, I think, everyone, but we'll hopefully get through it. It's been really fun to have the crowd back, especially here. It's been really cool, so... Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, we have to do what's best, and hopefully it'll be all right. The organisers of the Tokyo Olympics say they'll appoint a new president as soon as possible after Yoshiro Mori resigned just five months before the start of the Games. The BBC's Rupert Wingfield Hayes reports from Tokyo. Announcing his resignation, Yoshiro Mori said, What is important is holding the Olympics, and if I cause trouble by remaining in this job, our efforts will go to waste. But Mr Mori still tried to avoid full responsibility for his comments last week that women talk too much in meetings and so should have time limits imposed on them. Today Mr Mori said those comments had been misinterpreted. To end the news, the top stories once again. Academics unions and the EU question RTHK's decision to drop BBC relays. Health chiefs play down privacy concerns over the official contact tracing app. And pressure grows on Myanmar's coup leaders at the UN. The news from RTHK. Thanks a lot. In our newsroom to Steve Dunthorne. He'll be back with more headlines at 12. Welcome to Radio 4 listeners. We're now joined by listeners on Radio 4 on FM. All the way across Hong Kong, this is Radio 3. Kevin Lewis with you through until 1. Sitting in for Uncle Ray.
Checking you out of the weekend into the holiday weekend here on uh, Radio 3. And uh, finally, into into a Saturday, Kevin Lewis with you through until one here on Radio 3, uh, online, AM and FM now. Uh, I can't let Maggie go um, from Honeyboss, British pop group Honeyboss, uh, 1968. Uh, was the year and um staying with uh with some some uh, tunes from the 60s uh, once again the mindbenders uh, they were an english beat group from manchester <laughs> When you're close to me 